Hello everyone, and welcome back. This is another episode of Talking Through Traffic. Uh, And before we get on with the episode today, uh, I did want to start a new segment. Um, uh, Basically, uh, I used to start these episodes with fake ads for things, and they were things from TV shows like The Simpsons or Parks and Recreation or The Office. and I did it because it was just a fun little entertaining thing for me. It entertained myself, and it was, you know, fun and whatever. Uh, but I actually wanted to go through and start doing something different. Um, uh, basically, um, I'm going to start a new segment called uh, My Podcast Corner. And uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts. And uh, I basically want to just... Like uh, like when you're at a bookstore and you see you know the staff's recommendations, this is going to be my version of that. Um, and so the first uh, podcast I would like to rec- like to recommend to you uh, is my good friend Sam Logan's podcast. Uh, really, without his podcast, I wouldn't have mine. Um, his podcast is called The Story Is. Um, and he started it really for himself and it was a really cool podcast. He talks about really stories, um, stories that are true, um, uh, from the past, present and the personal. Uh, so sometimes they're current events, sometimes they're, uh, stories of history, uh, or of certain specific people and other times they're personal about, uh, his uh, friends and family. He uh, had me on, and that was my first chance to really talk about my mental health journey, and that inspired me to, and I'd been wanting to do a podcast about mental health for a while, and the reaction to that was so positive from my friends and people who listened um, that I decided to start this podcast. Uh, So without that one, I wouldn't be doing this one, and he more recently had a really good episode called uh, The Story of Us, where he had his wife on. Um, they gave me a shout-out. Thank you, Sam, for the shout-out. Uh, but it was a really good episode, and they talked about their story, how they met, uh, how they fell in love, how they got married. And um, it was a really good episode. And if you're into uh, you know, hearing about people's personal stories like I am, uh, give it a listen. Uh, and it's also really great because they talk about, they come from different religious and political backgrounds, but yet they talked about how they made it work. And uh, it, it's it's really good. I couldn't recommend it highly enough. So go ahead and check out The Story Is um, from my good friend Sam Logan. Uh, and without further ado, here's the rest of the show. Hello, everyone. This is Kevin Schofield, and thank you for listening to Talking Through Traffic. It's been a while. Um, I've been very busy with uh, with work uh, and with life uh, in general. Um, and as I've mentioned um, many times on this ep- on this podcast, 
uh, I'm going to be a father. <laughs> and uh, that's pretty much the main reason why I haven't been recording. Um, and it actually gave me an idea for how to keep this going um, as I go into the next really big chapter of my life. Um, so I'm going to have an ongoing series of episodes. Uh, they won't, all, Not all episodes will be this, uh, but I will make some time to make sure I have enough of these. And they'll just be titled Daddy Diaries, and where I can just talk really just raw and uncensored about my feelings and the, the ups and downs and the trials and tribulations uh, without getting too uh, cliche about it, of new fatherhood. Um, you know, I feel like there's so much that you think you know about being a parent or about having a child and you find out you actually do know more than you think but then there's all this other stuff that people never talk about that you find out and you know it, it, it just surprises you um you know so the i mean the biggest part of being a father father to be rather um my baby girl is due February 27th, and uh, I keep counting down the days. Uh, we're less than a month away, so <laughs> uh, I am only a week away, a week from today, a week from tomorrow. Uh, I'm recording this on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, tomorrow's Monday, so a week from tomorrow, I will be starting my paternity leave. So this is my going to be my last week of work. Um, you know, and the, the there have been so many surprising things. I kind of don't know where to start. Um, uh, one thing, sympathy weight is a thing. <laughs> I mean, that could just be me naturally gaining weight. But, um, uh, you know, when your pregnant wife is sitting at home and she doesn't feel good enough to go out um, and do things or, uh, you know, eat healthy food <laughs> or or even, you know, eat... Um, you know, three regular meals instead of, you know, little thing here, little thing there, little thing there. Um, you know, when, when, when your wife is sick and things are terrible, you kind of lose all motivation yourself to, to go out there and, you know, like I didn't have much motivation in general to exercise or to eat right <laughs> as much as I should. Um, and then it's, it's just the thing of, well, my wife's at home. I'd hate to you know, you know, she, she's craving this food and well, I'm not just going to get her this food and then make myself some healthy food. I'll just get that food too. Um, or it's, she doesn't feel good and I need to make her some food. Uh, but I don't want to leave the house to go grocery shopping. So I'm going to order in, uh, and those are all my decisions. Those are all things that I'm in charge of, but, um, it's, it's just, it's it's weird how things in general, not just food, but just the life in general, just seems to pile on top of one another. As you know, as you're you you get so distracted with the baby stuff and getting ready for the baby and taking care of you know each other, making sure you're taking care of yourself. That um, things tend to pile on top of one another, and you know stuff falls through the cracks. Hence, no podcasting for a very long time. 
Um, but things have been going really well. Um, you know, um, it, it, the, the other thing that I discovered was, um, you know, uh, the, the, the sense of, and I don't want to make it seem over dramatic, but there is this sense of powerlessness on my end because all this stuff is happening to my wife and I really can't do anything about it. Um, other than just emotionally support her, uh, you know, and kind of help her still her mind and, and get through things when things get tough. And, you know, like I said, you know, when she's feeling sick or she's not feeling up to going out or whatever, uh, I, I will be the one to go out. I will get her the medicine. I will get her the food. I will get her the coffee. I will, you know, so those are, I, I tend to focus on things that I can do. Uh, but there are many times that I realize, God, there's so much stuff I can't do. Um, and there's just a lot of sitting around and, you know, asking, checking in with her. How do you feel? You know, be honest. And luckily I'm in the field of psychology and as I'm still a student, um, but there are some tips and tricks I know of, uh, uh, about, being being able to check in emotionally uh and mentally with yourself and with others and i think that's been helping a lot um but i mean the overall thing of this pregnancy has been excitement um i mean why wouldn't it be um some and and the whole nesting thing some people think it's just the because the mom is pregnant and has all the hormones that it only affects them. But in the, and it really hasn't been affecting me at all until like the last month. I mean, somewhere in January it hit me and I suddenly found myself, I love my job and sometimes I don't want to go to work, but lately it's been, I don't want to go to work at all because I just want to stay home with my wife, my dog and my my child, um, and, you know, work on the baby room, get all the clothes ready, decorate the room, talk about, you know, birth plans and, you know, what kind of music are we going to have? And, you know, what, you know, just uh, talk about the future. And that nesting instinct has definitely hit me. And, uh, it's strange. Um, Another thing that kind of happened the other day, and this is going to sound weird, but the enormity of what we're doing, having a child, never really hit me. The reality of it certainly did. But the sheer weight of what we're doing never really hit me uh, until like a week ago. We were uh, at Target, and we were walking, and we, I think we went to have dinner afterwards at uh, Mod Pizza, which is nearby, and we were walking across the parking lot from Mod Pizza back to our car that was more near Target, and it suddenly hit me, the permanence of it, and the realization, I've never done anything other than getting a tattoo, that, and even there, even then, it's not as permanent as having a child, the permanence of it hit me. You know, there's a backdoor route out of to to getting out of some some of them aren't mess are, are messy, uh, but there but you can generally get away and have as few scars as possible with 
with, with most things, even even you know things in my life, I always considered like, oh, that is a permanence. In the back of my mind, there was always the realization of, but you know, in case of emergency, break glass. You know, there's always that thing there. You know, marriage. There was always that thing there. Um, not that I was looking for it, but there was always it was just there as like a fact of life. There's the emergency break. And there's not really that with a kid. Once you have it, like once you, once you're a parent, you're just a parent until you die. <laughs> and the the enormity of your responsibility does not ever end. Your responsibility for this other human being, and it's different than the responsibility to a significant other, or your friends, or your parents, or your brothers and sisters. The responsibility of a parent to a child is so different from anything else in life. And the idea that just the enormity of once that starts, it, it like this is your whole life. And not in the, in the way that people say of like, once your child is born, your life ends and it's all about their life. I don't subscribe to that belief. Maybe I will when the child's out. I don't know. But I'm always of the belief of if you take that attitude, then you're likely to get wrapped up so much in your child's life that you forget to live and your whole life becomes about them. And that can be hard because at some point you have to let their life be their life and not yours. And then at that point, what do you do? You know, unless you plan on just dying when they, you know, take control of their life, you know, when they leave the house or go off to college or turn 18 or whatever, whatever you mark the demarcation point in a person's life of them taking control over their life, you know, what are you going to do after that? Unless you plan on just dying at that point, which I don't plan on doing, um, or I would like not to do, what are you going to do with your life? You know, it can't just be all about them now because you got to let them have the responsibility over taking their life where they will. So, but that being said, the responsibility of being there and checking in and making sure they're, you know, making sure they're alive, the enormity of that just suddenly hit me and I never thought about it. And, and maybe it's because I've never thought about it that way. I thought about it in the way of like, not in the romantic way, but in, in, in a way of like, in Parks and Rec, in the show Parks and Rec, the character Leslie Nope talks about having a kid as being, you know, you're married to the, someone and you're together with that person and you're a team. And having kids is a way of saying, I like our team. And I want to add more members to my team. And I always liked that description of having kids. Because that's how I feel. I love my wife. And I love our team. And I think we have a really, really good one. And I, and, and I, 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 I truly believe we have one that a very small percentage of people in this world really have. The connection that we have, I feel like... Is something very, very special and different and unique. And I feel like that would, if we can translate that into the kind of connection 
and fulfillment and emotional and, and fulfillment that we give each other into a parent-child relationship and add that to the next generation. And, and hopefully, you know, like a little ripple in, in the water. And I'm getting overly metaphorical here, but, the, you know, that's how I always felt about it. And I was always on the understanding of also approaching it the way a teacher approaches being a teacher, you know. This is not a pet. This is not a doll. This is a human being, and you're trying to raise them, to teach them to be good people, to be independent, and to eventually make yourself irrelevant in a way so that they don't need you to tell them, what decisions to make or how to do things that they can figure it out on their own and you become more of an advisor in a way of you know like a college advisor or a school advisor is where like they're not checking in on you all the time they're just always there and you know that and if you need anything you can always go to them that's always felt like the the path and so so in in my head parenthood and fatherhood has always been you know, not very scary at all and not very overwhelming. It's always just been whelming. But just suddenly thinking about the permanence of it, it just hit me of like, oh, wow, this is a lot. <laughs> and not in a bad way. Just in a, oh, this kind kind of in the way of like, when you go to a buffet, and maybe this is only me, but you you decide I'm going to get one plate and I'm going to get this food and then, ooh, I'll come back for that and I'll come back for that. So I'll start this plate and then I'll be hungry later and I'll, and then you eat your plate and you're like, okay, this isn't, this isn't that much food. And then you get to the end of the plate and suddenly you realize you're not just full, you're stuffed and you realize suddenly, oh, I ate a lot of food. I thought I was only eating a little bit of food, but... I don't know if I can have seconds. I think I'm just going to have the ice cream and go. It was that sudden realization of, oh, you know what? You know what? That was a lot more than I thought. <laughs> you know, in, in a good way. Um, and that, that's kind of made the excitement, but also the nerves kind of there. And it, it, it kind of put me in this place of like, I, I just want to see my baby girl. I want to look her in the eyes. I want to hold her hand. I want to hold her on my chest, hold her in my arms, sing to her as she goes to sleep, and hear her voice. Because right now, it's the pain of... She's real. She's there. I feel her. My wife feels her more than I do, obviously. But it's this sudden thing of, like, it's just an idea, it's still almost like an idea in my head. Because she's not out here. I can't hold, I can't put her in my arms. I can't hold the thing and touch it and feel it and smell it and, and, and listen to it. And, you know, and so it's still in this realm of, like, an idea, and I'm sure it's different for my wife, but I mean, this is daddy diaries, so 
this is all about me as the daddy. And there have definitely been moments in this pregnancy where I felt like they've been difficult. But oftentimes, and I feel like this is a good message to say to anyone who's thinking about being a father or anyone who's going to be a father or wants to be a father and isn't yet. I, I, I have definitely, and this definitely goes for my wife as well, I, I have certainly surprised myself with how I'm much more capable and able than I thought I would be. I thought I'd be scrambling around and, you know, my head on loose and trying to figure out, am I doing it right? Is, is this the right thing to do? And, and you know, constantly doubting myself. But it surprises me when push comes to shove and it's a stress moment. It, I, I surprise myself that I do know what to do. Or in the very least, if I don't know what to do, I know what to do in the moment of not knowing what to do. <laughs> I know who to go to. I know what steps to take to find out. Um, and it's really demystified the idea of being a father to me. The idea of all these things. And there's still lots to do because the baby's not even here yet. But it does give me confidence that in these nine months, in these almost nine months, that I, I have surprised myself with how capable I seem to be and how now, more, much more knowledgeable I seem to be than I had anticipated. And and my wife is handling this so amazing and so well. And there have been so many moments where it just seems like it's this you know, this is too much. Um and she gets her way through it and with gritted teeth and with determination and hard work, I've never been more in awe of the person I love and the person that I'm together with than I am now and this is just the tip of the iceberg because she hasn't even pushed her out yet um you know and I tell her like she's gonna do great and she'll ask me like really do you think you you like you really think so and you know it's hard for me to explain exactly why I'm so confident in that because it's just from what I've seen and what I've seen I can't really put into words from her over these past almost nine months. Um, this is the most exciting part of my life. I am so, I have been so ready to be a dad for so long. And, you know, when I first started dating my wife, I was totally in a place of, I don't want kids. And I don't think I ever will. I like kids. I like other people's kids, but I don't want kids. And to go from that to, like almost as soon as we got married, the feeling of I I I want kids, and and maybe it was specifically, and it wasn't even I want kids in general. It was I want to have a kid with you. You know, looking looking at her and being like, I need to have a kid with you. I want to have a kid with you. It it just it's it's strange where life takes you. And the one thing I know I'm going to teach my daughter is 
sometimes you are so certain on things, on where you want to have your life go. And then life just has a way of taking you somewhere else. Embrace that. Don't fight against it, because it can take you somewhere amazing. When I met my wife, I was all about being an actor, being a writer, you know, getting famous, making a living off of it. And I didn't even really care about the famous thing, to be honest. It was more about just having respect in the field of writing and creative arts and, and making a living off of it. And I went from that to now working in the field of psychology, working with people, my focus being helping people and also having a family and settling down and focusing on that. That is not the way I thought my life was going to go. My life was one way from the time I was eight years old to the time I was 23, 24. And then it started to change little by little. And now I'm in a completely... I, I, you know, if you ask me when I was 23 and just graduating college, if I would be where I am now, I totally wouldn't believe you. And I think that's a good lesson for all of us. And I think that's a good place to stop. Um, Once again, this is Talking Through Traffic. My name is Kevin Schofield. I will try my best to keep this up. Uh, But as any parent will tell you, uh, parenthood always comes first. (laughs) And uh, sometimes you're just too exhausted from that part to put in the effort for extracurricular things. Um, But I will do my damnedest to keep it up because I believe in this podcast. I believe that it can help people, and that's what I want to do. So you who are listening to this, thank you for listening. Have a good day and have good mental health.